Hey guys, I wanted to let you know about our upcoming annual Cultural Thanksgiving on September 30th at 8th Wonder Brewing. This is our largest event of the year where we gather to celebrate the melting pot that is our community. Join us to see cultural performances, sample local cuisines, and shop at our cultural marketplace as you enjoy the fresh brews of 8th Wonder. Find out more at cultureandcuisinehtx.com or via the link in our bio. See you there. Production and audio editing brought to you by Richard Borger with Meraki Recordings. A lot of times people think that Indian food's just a curry or, you know, curry and rice and naan, but there's so much more to that. Mary Kuklis, one of the original employees of Pondicherry, sits with us today to discuss the things she's learned about Indian cuisine that has had her fall in love with the food and the culture. Although she is of Greek descent, she has found her way into one of the most reputable Indian kitchens in Houston. We discuss the country she has lived in and the experiences that she has had to land her in a cuisine not of her heritage, and continue into the unique aspects of Pondicherry's cuisine that has kept her around for the past seven years. Stay with us as we discover the culture and cuisine of the Indians. Welcome to Culture and Cuisine, the podcast, where we are increasing cultural awareness and empathy within the Houston community through conversations with restaurants from different cultural backgrounds. And with these conversations, we can see through to the shared humanity within us all and begin to realize that we're all out there trying to find happiness, success, and survive. And just like cuisine, we all do it a little differently based on how we were raised. I'm your host, Casey Hirschman. Today, we are with Mary Kuklis, employee of Pondicherry. Hi, I'm Mary Kuklis. Um, I work for Pondicherry, a um, non-traditional Indian restaurant, um, but I'm not Indian. I actually have Greek background, but um, I adore the food, and I work closely with Anita Jaisinghani, the owner and chef. And my In the Field co-host, Pedro Corral. I'm Pedro Corral, ready for talking to uh, Mary and Pondicherry. Mary begins with the story of how she wound up working in an industry she was unfamiliar with in a cuisine that she knew little about. Well, when I graduated college, um, I had a degree in marketing and art. Um, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with that, but I knew I loved food. and I knew my favorite restaurant in Houston was Indica. Um, so I thought, you know, might as well give it a try, see if I could get a job in the kitchen. I had worked in a few kitchens before that. Um, but applied um, with Anita, and she um, said, oh, I don't need anyone at Indica, but I'm opening a new place, Pondicherry. Would you want to be kind of a founding staff member there? Um, so I started about a week before we opened and kind of thought it might be a six-month deal, and seven and a half years later, here I am. <laughs> Had you, did you really know much about Indian culture before? I would say to start, not really. Like I knew, I I knew that I liked some of the food. I knew um, I actually went to India right before I started, so I got more exposure to the cuisine there and realized how much like I love dosas. Um, I love a lot of, even though I visited the north mostly. Um, I like a lot of southern Indian cuisine, and someday I hope to go there. Um, 
So yeah, that gave me kind of an exposure, and I love spicy foods. Mary has had the opportunity to live all around the world. At two years of age, her family moved to London, followed by Moscow, the U.S., and finally Hong Kong, where Mary got to spend her summers of college traveling around Asia. She discusses the impact that all of those moves had on her willingness to take on new cuisine experiences. Just being exposed to like a different scope than, you know, what is traditional makes you more open, I think, to other cultures and more willing to try different things. Actually, I think I was a pretty picky eater as a kid. And now like I eat everything. And I mean, I've had some very interesting things like in Hong Kong, you know, like chicken brains, duck brains, um, jellyfish, you know, and just you, you wouldn't really find that here, so just being able to have that exposure is, you know, definitely opened your eyes to different cuisine. So it sounds like to you, it's been very natural since you were, uh, you know, a kid to try different food and talk to different people and, you know, just see diversity all over your your world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a little bit shocking or just, like, different when you whenever you came back to... Uh, either college or after summer with your parents and not see a lot of that diversity, whether it's in people or food? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like there's like a reverse culture shock that happens where you come back and you're like, wait, like, there isn't like, yeah, this wide scope of like different people you see walking down the street all the time, you know, especially coming back from Hong Kong, just because there's just so many people in Hong Kong. Mary has developed a deep love and understanding of Indian culture and cuisine through her time with Pondicherry. We ask her if she will continue her career with Indian food or if she will venture into another cuisine. I mean, I'll be here for a while, but um, my background is Mediterranean. Um, it's Greek. My grandfather came over from Greece when he was 18 um, to Houston, worked for NASA. Um, And so I I love that cuisine also. I love the freshness and just, you know, going to Crete makes me, he's from Crete in Greece, um, you know, makes me adore that cuisine as well. I think there always will be some sort of like Indian spice in anything that I cook. Like I can't help it. It's just going to happen. I think Greek, Mediterranean down down the line would be what I'm after. Even though Houston is a diverse city, people still give way to stereotypes and misconceptions. We ask Mary about this in regards to her time at Pondicherry. I find that a lot with like, with Indian food. It, there's just like kind of like a stigma. A lot of times when I say I work for like an Indian restaurant, they're like, oh, I'm like, huh. And I'm like, well, it's rated number seven in Houston by Allison Cook. She's a James Beard nominee. Like, this isn't just, like, an Indian restaurant. Like, this is a, like, very, you know, reputable, like, very awesome place. Um, so uh, I, I see that a lot. And then um, we see that with, like, people with, like, pricing of our menu. We use, like, local high-quality produce and, like, high-quality meats. And a lot of times... Um, We'll get comments a lot about our menu being like really pricey and you're like I feel like if this were another type of food mm-hmm. we wouldn't get that comment like why is the lamb this you know lamb isn't a, a pricey meat like yeah. just because in some 
restaurants like maybe in Hillcroft, like they have reduced prices. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to be like that across the board, and it, it shouldn't, you know. We ask Mary about the knowledge she has gained about Indian cuisine throughout her time working at Pondicherry, as well as her observations of Houstonians over time. For me personally, I feel like um, I did not realize the vastness of Indian cuisine and how large India is and that, you know, that in North India you get these rich curries and stews and then in South India it's more like coconut base and, um, you know, lighter and just, just different spices are used in different areas and, you know, each area has their own kind of unique cuisine. It's not like you can say, you know, this is Indian cuisine. It's, um, you know, it's different depending on where you are in India. And that's what I love about Anita is that she embraces, like our menu downstairs especially has all different areas of India um, incorporated in it. Um, and that being said, I feel like people also have become more aware of Indian, like the differences in Indian cuisine. You know, I feel like to start, people came in and they said, I want butter chicken, you know, and I want a Frankie. And that, that was kind of it. And we were, I feel like Pondicherry's able to introduce or like kind of nudge people in a different direction. Like, hey, like try a dosa. Hey, try something different. And really this like kind of, I guess, fad of like gluten-free, vegan has kind of helped our cause because Indian food is innately gluten-free and there's a lot of vegan dishes. So, and, and they're so tasty like our Vishnu Tali downstairs is completely vegan and it's fantastic like it's so good you wouldn't you don't miss it at all and um so I think that's helped people try kind of like the fermented breads where in the past people be like fermented bread like I don't I don't know (laughs) but it's um you know it's made out of lentils and rice Mm -hmm. and um and people are like oh okay gluten-free I'll try it (laughs) you know So that's been a nice like little segue to get people into eating Indian more. And you eat Indian food. I feel like every time I eat here, I feel good when I leave. And that's kind of, and that's the key is that there's um, kind of this, there's Ayurvedic philosophy um, where they're really focused on, you know, eating foods that make you feel good that are going to be like beneficial to your health. And Anita definitely embraces that in her cuisine. And, you know, you, you see that study from MD Anderson about turmeric being anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory. So I feel like that also kind of geared people to go, oh, yeah, maybe Indian food, because they have turmeric. Although Houstonians are becoming more adventurous eaters, they aren't all ready for full cultural immersion. Mary discusses how they incorporate the Indian tradition of eating with your hands into their restaurant. So, I mean, of course, <laughs> I think there was at one point Anita was like, we just won't have silverware and people can eat with their hands, but that did not take off. Um, so you have the option to eat with your hands. But I think that the way that's reflected in the food that we do and, and you know, anywhere you get Indian food is that, like, for our tallies, Every tali has some sort of bread, and that bread is used to really supposed to be like sopping up everything and scooping up everything, and so you can use your hands easier without you know mm-hmm. putting curry in your hand and putting it in your mouth. You're like yeah. scooping it with a with bread. <laughs> we continue to discuss some unique aspects to Indian cuisine. 
I know, like, so one kind of fun, interesting sect, I guess, that um, their cuisine is very interesting. They're called the Janes, um, and they believe that, like, nothing should be harmed, um, no animal. So um, they don't eat any animal or plant. They don't eat any potatoes because you kill the plant when you pull up the potato. And then um, they don't eat onions. They don't eat garlic because that kills the plant. But they will drink milk. And they will, um, but other than that, like, are pretty much a vegetarian. Um, so if nothing gets killed in the process, they'll, um, that's what they'll eat. And they actually, the most, like, um, kind of strict Janes will... Um, like sweep the uh, walkway in front of them to get rid of um, any bugs so they don't step on them. Mm-hmm. So we, we have a few dishes on the menu that um, kind of adhere to Jane principles. Yeah. Mary also shares with us one of the aspects she really respects about the Indian culture. One thing is I feel like the family bonds between Indians are just amazing. Like we often... I mean, at least once a night, get a table. Of, I walk in like 22 family table, where they're like, "Can you seat all of us?" And it's all you know, they're all family, and that's just how they go. They are with each other all the time, and they just go out to eat together. And so, um, you know, that's it's pretty pretty awesome to be like that close to all your family members. We begin talking about Mary's aspirations to open a restaurant one day, and the benefits of opening one in Houston. This prompts us into a discussion on the emergence of Indian influence in America and the increased acceptance of the culture in Houston society. Having that component with uh, location, Houston being great for logistics and bringing ingredients and all that, um, and also maybe movies and everything is changing and a lot of, I guess, appreciation and exposure to Indian culture as a whole has been happening over the past decade, I would say. So you started in the industry or with Indian uh, cuisine, uh, what year approximately? Uh, 2011. Okay, so it's been you know, a good seven, seven years. Uh, how's that progression or have you noticed that you know, inclusion and, and sense of, uh, oh, I wanna try Indian something and, and Americans and you know. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, I feel like uh, the beginning of my time here, I'd mentioned Pondicherry or Indica, and no one would know what I'm talking about. And like I would say that up to maybe four years ago. And then now, if I say Pondicherry, it's like, oh, I love Pondicherry. I love Indian breakfast. Like, you're like, oh, great. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, it's such a nice thing to say, to see. Pondicherry isn't solely traditional Indian cuisine. They work to make their cuisine inviting to the adventurous and the conservative alike. By bringing people in with typical American-style dishes like fried chicken, they work to expose hesitant customers to Indian cuisine. Their vision is to pave the way for all to feel confident trying something new. The other big initiative they have is cooking classes. Here they also work to make the experience of cooking Indian cuisine less daunting to tentative customers. With the cooking classes, we're really trying to say, you know, you can do it. You don't have to use like 20 different spices. You can use just three and, um, you know, and really 
add that like interest factor to your, whatever you're cooking. Um, we also have a blog called um, India 1948, and the vision is that um, we're putting a ton of recipes on it and to um, really get people to you know go there and explore and learn how to cook. And it's a lot of recipes like we do here, and we're very like open to sharing how we make everything. Since Mary plans to open a restaurant one day and not move around like when she was younger, we discuss how she plans to expose her son to different cultures. I think that Houston, we're so lucky that there is so much diversity. So if you, like, you know, we go to Chinatown, like, once a week, you know, and I, I and that's the great thing about food. It really is just, like, how easy that transition can be because you can just go and be immersed in a different culture, you know, if you just drive a little bit outside the loop kind of thing. And, um... You know, he's, he's eaten, and he comes to Pondicherry all the time with me and eats Indian food. And so I'm trying to get him to like spicy food early. <laughs> we'll yeah. see how that goes. <laughs> we conclude with a discussion on the type of food Pondicherry is working to create outside of the stereotypical heavy style of Indian cooking. And that's what Anita tries to kind of get away from Pondicherry is having that like heaviness she's more into not overcooking things kind of having a more fresh vibe to it which is really nice and I, I feel like I see other Indian restaurants kind of around I guess my basis is a little bit from like New York but there's some new Indian restaurants in New York that are also trying to you know elevate it to just a different level where it is more about the freshness and using those same flavors, but not having it, like, so heavy. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate the time and uh, yeah. for it, uh, coming around to Pondicherry more. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you, Mary. Production and audio editing brought to you by Richard Borger with Meraki Recordings.